Don't you hate waiting? <laughs> oh my goodness, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Don't you hate waiting? And I mean, even that, well, that was probably like, what, 60 seconds? 60 seconds of weird, awkward silence. Like, what is the guy doing? I mean, he walks up, he walks off, comes up with coffee, sips it a little bit. Dude, I got stuff going on. Why do you think I came to the 3 o'clock? I still got gifts to buy, right? Some of you thinking that? I still got some, something to cooking to do. I got Christmas to plan for. Let's move this thing. I think as a group of people, we hate to wait. And so what we do is we try to create a now kind of world because we find it so hard to deal with the not yet. In fact, I mean, we weave in and out of traffic, right? We weave in and out of traffic so we can get there now. When we call a carryout restaurant for pickup, and they pick up on the other end, and they say, uh, do you mind if I put you on hold? We think to ourselves, yes, I mind, <laughs> right? Because we want our food now. And then you come to a Christmas Eve service, and the pastor does this kind of thing. You're going, like, come on, I want it now. I want my Christmas now. I think one of the reasons that we hate to wait is that waiting has a way of reminding us that I am not in control. I'm not in control. I can't do anything about the obstacles that keep me from getting the things that I want right now. Go to a doctor's office. You go to a doctor's office, they actually have a whole room devoted to the not yet. What do they call that room? They call it the... That's exactly right, the waiting room. Nobody volunteers to go to the waiting room, right? It's kind of like medical purgatory. You're just there, kind of like, come on, until something happens. I, wouldn't you love this? I would love this sometimes. I went to the doctor's office, and the receptionist said, oh, well, hello, Mr. Ferguson. Um, do you feel you have some work to do? You've got a few phone calls to make? You've got an email to catch up on? Feel free to do that. When you're ready, the doctor's waiting in the, doc, in, in the waiting room. <laughs> would that be awesome? That would be awesome. Go to Disney World. You go to Disney World. There are messages all around you that say, not yet. They actually put up signs that say, from this point on, it'll be, you know, three days before you get on the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> and it's kind of smart of Disney to do that because it puts a time limit on the not yet. And wouldn't it be kind of cool if, if they had not yet signs for, for real life? Like, from this point on, only two years until the Bears make the playoffs again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Then we wouldn't have to keep wondering. From this point on, three months, and then you're going to start dating. From this point on, four years, and those kids that you're worried about, they're going to be okay. From this point on, ten years, you're going to have the job that you always dreamed of. See, the problem with waiting is not only does it remind me I'm not in control, but I also, I don't know when the now, when the now is going to come. And the possibility of now may never come, and I may have to live with not yet for the rest of my life. There's, there's a hilarious video online. I don't know if you've seen this. It's got a couple million hits now. And it's this guy. He's at this really nice restaurant, really nice restaurant. He orders his food, and he's waiting, 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 and they don't come. And so finally, he picks up his cell phone, he calls a pizza place, and has a pizza delivered to his table in the restaurant. And everybody else is having the same problem, the same restaurant. And they all just stand up and erupt in applause for this guy. Let me ask you this. Do you have any areas of your life where you wish you could order up some right now? For what you're waiting for. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm like you. I mean, there's areas in my life where I'm going, I can't wait. This is too important. I'm not going to be happy without it. I'm not going to be content without it. i got to have it now. And the not yet, not yet can be particularly painful for some kinds of waiting. For some of us, it's waiting, the waiting of a single person on a, on a relationship, Right? 
Or for some of us, it's the waiting of a couple for a child. For some of us, it's the waiting on really some meaningful work that will pay the bills. It's the waiting on a time when you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel depressed in the morning. It's waiting on some good news from the doctor and just to say those simple words, you're going to be okay. See, Christmas actually has a lot to do with not yet and now. If we take a look at the story behind the Christmas story, what we actually discover is they had been waiting years and years and years. They've been waiting 400 years for that Christ child to finally appear. The classic, great classic Christmas carol, O Holy Night, has a line in it. You can see it on the screen. It says this, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. See, the world's waiting, waiting a long, long time. And then the crescendo says, Till he appeared. Till he appeared. Few people waited as long as Simeon and Anna. Now, Simeon and Anna are a part of the Christmas story. They're kind of like supporting actors and actresses in the story. They're not kind of the the star roles, but they play a very important role. And they also play a very important role in helping us understand some important things about waiting. They're both prophets. They spent much of their time in the temple. In a very mysterious way, this guy Simeon was actually told that he would not die until he saw the Christ child. In fact, it says, it says, he was described as someone waiting for the consolation of God's people. What consolation? What's that mean? Consolation means, it means he was waiting for a time when the end of their suffering would finally come. The end of their suffering would finally occur. Where everything would be right in the world again. There wouldn't be any more justice, injustice. There wouldn't be any more violence. There wouldn't be any more broken families. Simeon was waiting. Now, Anna actually gives her age, 84. She was a prophetess. She was someone who had the courage to tell the truth to people whether they wanted to hear it or not. So no doubt, no doubt she spoke out against Rome's wicked oppression, ruling with an iron fist. How wrong it was that orphans would, 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 would roam the streets. She would speak out against the corruption of political leaders who, who, who just kind of taxed people into poverty. And Anna longed for this Messiah to come who would change all that and set everything right that was wrong in the world. And they both waited and waited and waited. And they lived in this world of not yet. Not yet. But then Christmas came. The very first Christmas. And right after that, Mary and Joseph, they bring the child. They bring Jesus to the temple. And in this dramatic scene, Simeon, this old man, takes the child, Jesus, in his arms. And then he says these words. Sovereign Lord... As you have promised, now, now dismiss your servant in peace. If you actually go back, in the original language of the Bible, of the Greek, if you actually go back and translate that, the actual sentence will begin with now. And what he's actually saying is, now I have what I've been waiting for. Now I have what I've been waiting for. Now my wait is over. Now. His not yet suddenly turned into a now with a punctuation mark. And why? What really has changed? In that moment. I mean, Rome's still in charge. There's rampant injustice happening just today, just like it was yesterday. Orphans are, are still roaming the streets. Widows are still going undefended. Greed, jealousy, lust still rule the day. The only thing different now is there's this, this, this baby. Just this life. 
just this person. And somehow, Jesus appearing turns a not yet into now. Jesus appearing brings this thrill of hope to the painful circumstances of not yet. So day after day, month after month, year after year, maybe some of you can relate to this, the things that you've been waiting on, the things that you've felt like, man, it just feels like my life is always not yet, not yet, not yet. Simeon and Anna heard this. They heard it, not yet, not yet, not yet. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And then when Jesus shows up, all of a sudden he declares, now! This is what I was waiting for. Maybe for you, your heart breaks as you look at the world, you read the news, you watch online, you see it in our news programs on television, the injustices break your heart, you see a world that's gripped with terror from San Bernardino to Paris. You see a society that's being ripped apart because of racism, the ugliness of it from Charleston all the way to Chicago. You see the poverty, so many going without, both locally and globally. For some of us, it's also a personal. There's some personal things, there's longings that you bring into this room this afternoon that have gone unfulfilled. There's circumstances that continue to perpetuate that inflict pain in your life. There's dreams that you have that have been put like on perpetual hold. And here's the good news. The good news is that Jesus coming that first Christmas night, that oh holy night, here's what it does. It takes all those not yet, and you know what? The same way, just like Simeon, we can proclaim now. Now I have what I've been waiting for. Why is that? Why is that? This is the important point, I think, important question for us this Christmas. Because here's why. Because when Jesus showed up, they said his name would be called Emmanuel. I'm going to need a little help with this one. Maybe some of you know. Emmanuel means what? God with us. Say that again. God with us. That's what it means. It means God with us. And so when all of a sudden God transcends time and space and he breaks into our, our place, earth here, with us and shows up, Emmanuel, God with us, that is a game changer. You have to admit that. That's a game changer. If God shows up here, that's a game changer. I remember a mentor told me this. said, Dave, never give up because change can happen in a nanosecond. Never give up because change can happen in a nanosecond. In a nanosecond. And you see, when Jesus comes into your life, all of a sudden, now, 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 God is with you in your circumstance. You hear that? When Jesus comes into your life, like he came into Simeon's life, now, God, he's with you in your pain that you're going through this afternoon. He's with you in your suffering. He's with you in your aloneness during this holiday season. He's with you in your failures. He's with you in your successes. He's with you in your loss. That you can't, I mean, it's just ripping your heart out, but he's there with you. He's with you through that divorce. He's with you through that bankruptcy. He is with you as you go through cancer. And see, when God is with you, all of a sudden, the not yet, the not yet, the not yet suddenly becomes a now because now God's here. And if God's here, now I'm not alone. Now I have hope. Now I can go on. Now I have strength. Now I have support. Now I have comfort. Now I have courage. I can face anything in this life, and I know what I have in the next life. Does that make sense? Your, Jesus' presence turns all of our not yets into now. And we have hope. We have hope 
right now. I want to introduce you to, uh, to Margarita. She's a part of Community Christian Church, and uh, in her life, she went through a series of not yets, and then she discovered the now of Jesus. Here it is. Hi, my name is Margarita Gray. My son is Brandon Gray. He is 12 years old. We both attend community, and I've been coming to community for a year and a half. I'm originally from Guatemala City. I was born and raised there. My parents um, divorced, so then me and my mother moved to the United States. After that, you know, I went to high school. After high school, you meet that person that you want to spend the rest of your life. So I got married. I had a son, Brandon, and after that, you know, things didn't work. It was a very unhealthy relationship. We got divorced, and um, it, I became a single mom. wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was, I was a total mess. Decided to go to the doctor. And one of those times that I went, they found a lump in, in my chest. Once I got the results from the mammogram, I had cancer and it was very, from the shape of it, it was very aggressive. So I lost it for a couple of minutes. You know, you start seeing you, what is gonna happen with Brandon? What's gonna happen with my mom? So sorry, God. You remember in those moments that you you need Him, and that um, you're not superwoman. He's always been with me. I know that. Whatever I do, He's gonna make it better. Here is where Nikki and Tony come in. They live right next next door to me. Nikki uh, took me to take my chemo. She was always there for me. After I got well, Nikki goes up to me. So, are you gonna go check out the church? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. Let's go check it out. I love the music, it's just like it something really, really nice. I can't, I can't explain it. Jesse starts talking and he was talking to me. And I said, this is my church. You know, I like it. And Brandon loves it too. Brandon loves, he started at Kid City. And then from Kid City, he went to Stucco. I brought two new people. All three of us serve at Kid City. Now that I have been going to church, I feel like I am not alone. I feel like my prayers have been answered. It's like I'm not looking anymore for something to fill my... In here, I feel like I'm... My heart is full. It's everything that I've been looking for. What I want to do is get baptized. For sure, I do.
For Margarita, um, relationally, I mean, she was waiting, right? For a while, physically, her whole body, I mean, waiting on a healing. Emotionally, struggling, waiting. And all of a sudden, in the same way, this is, it's a Christmas story all over again. God shows up in her life in the person of Jesus and says, right now, right now, now, it's all going to be okay. Because I'm with you. Because I'm with you. What are your not yets? What are you waiting on? Because I'm telling you, what God wants to do this Christmas is show up in your life and say, hey, right now, because I'm with you, it's all okay. There's lots of different reasons for you being here tonight. I mean, for some of you, uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, maybe your mom and dad dragged you here. <laughs> maybe, maybe she says, hey, you've got to go to church with me at least on, East, on Christmas and Easter, right? So here we are. Or, may, or maybe it's a family tradition. Or maybe, maybe you're here, maybe you're here because you feel stuck in a not yet and you're waiting. Let me just be as candid as I can with you. I don't know how you ended up here, ended up here, but I do know why God has you here. I don't think it's a coincidence that you're here. Jesus actually said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. I think God brought you here. He brought you here this afternoon. Because he wants you to know that no matter what you're waiting on, relationally, physically, emotionally, it might be vocationally, it might be financially, that when he comes into your life right now, it's going to be okay because God's with you. God's with you. You can have hope right now. I'm telling you, right in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your broken dreams, in the midst of your loneliness. And what we all want is we want a hope. We want a hope at the end of the day that's going to be okay. And he enters in and says, now, I want to give you that. Right now. Right now. In a moment, the, uh, the band's going to come back out here. And you're going to hear uh, them do Oh Holy Night. And it, it's one of the, the great songs of the church. But at the end of the day, it's really just a song about hope. The thrill of hope. If you look at the words on the screen, it says, Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. He's, he's talking about a waiting world, right? A not yet world. And then the next line, it says this, Till, till he, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. And what happens? The thrill of hope. A weary world, this waiting world, it begins to rejoice because for yonder breaks this new and glorious morn. It's all going to be okay because God is with you. You are here this afternoon because God wants you to know now, right now, there is hope. And the wait's over. Jesus has come. What I want to do is I want to have a prayer. And I just want to pray for you. And maybe, uh, maybe in the middle of it, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I think what I'll do, I'm just going to ask you to maybe say something out loud. If, uh, if you'd like to say, yes, I want to have that hope. I want to leave here knowing for sure that I have that kind of hope because I am. There's stuff I'm waiting on. There's stuff that's definitely been not yet. And I don't know if I can go on without it. I need, I need someone. I need, I, if there is a God, I need him to go through this with me. So let's all bow our heads right now. Father God, on this Christmas... We come to you remembering that first time where you showed up here on earth in a person and, the, and one of the first responses by Simeon is, now my wait is over. 
And Lord, I have to believe that for, uh, for some of us, maybe some of us in this room, we need to declare that once again, that, that's right, my weight is over. But maybe some of us for the very first time. Because we've been waiting on things relationally to turn a certain way. We've been waiting on things financially to take a turnaround. We've been waiting on things emotionally to take an upswing, and it's just about got the best of us. We've been waiting on things vocationally, spiritually. If you'd like to say yes, yes, either for the first time or one more time, to receiving Jesus, just go ahead and say this after me. Now. Say this after me. Now. I receive Jesus. And when he comes into our lives, all we've been waiting for, all the thought we thought we couldn't do without, now he goes through it with us. And we know that everything, everything in this life, ultimately, into the next life, is going to be okay. Father God, thank you for being that kind of God that shows up up close and personal. Yes, 2,000 years ago, but yes, even this afternoon, on this Christmas Eve, and offers us that thrill of hope right now. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.